This podcast is sponsored by Smart Music, found at smartmusic.com slash marching. This is the final chapter of the first year series, and the ending of Bill's first year of teaching will surprise you and possibly shock you. I think the whole experience itself, I think, has kind of humbled me. One doesn't expect to find yourself in a situation like this. Find out what happened on the surprising finale of the first year series on the Marching Roundtable. This podcast is sponsored by Smart Music, found at smartmusic.com slash marching. Have you ever heard the excuse, but I could play it when I was at home? Well, not anymore. Smart Music is the best way to keep your membership accountable. It allows the director to assign musical phrases between rehearsals and electronically receive audio files of their students' best takes. This allows for both self-assessment by the student and personalized feedback from a teacher. Learn more at smartmusic.com slash marching. Smart Music. Practice at home, perform at rehearsal. Hey everyone, welcome to the Marching Roundtable. This is Tim Hinton along with Dr. Joe Allison. How are you, Joe? I'm great, although it's duck weather outside. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I don't know what that means. So it means it's, it's raining loaves and fishes. That's what it means. <laughs> what does it have to do with ducks? Ducks, water. Oh, okay. You never heard duck weather? No, that must be a Kentucky thing. Uh, yeah, of course it is. <laughs> well, anyway, also on the line, Bill Summers. How are you, Bill? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here again. So we're we're wrapping up the uh, first year series. I have not been a part of it until today, so thanks for letting me join along on this episode, the conclusion of it. And um, it's been really interesting to hear you guys talk through all your experiences the first year. So I guess the first thing I want to ask you is, did other than the finale, which we're going to talk about, did the year go sort of as you expected? Um. You know, I think being a first-year educator has its own challenges and ups and downs. And uh, I think uh, with the amount of planning that I did, uh, there were a lot of things that went well and a lot of things that really didn't go so well. But, uh, you know, I've had some really great results this year, and I'm really proud of, of uh, my students and all the accomplishments they've had. But, you know, I mean, I don't think one can really predict what's going to happen you know, in any given year when you teach, it's so, uh, uh, you know, in a lot of ways, it's uh, kind of chaotic, especially at the beginning of the year, just trying to get everything organized and ready to go. So, uh, yeah. you know, it's uh, it's been a, re- been, been a really interesting year, to say the least. That's what I was thinking about when he said, you know, you can't always adequately plan. That's not just a first-year teacher phenomenon, Bill. I mean, there's just no way to anticipate everything that's going to happen, particularly in a dynamic and fluid situation like leading a high school band program and a middle school band program. Yes. Well, and I think that, but I do, Joe, you have to admit, the first year is horrible for everybody. I mean, there's just you just don't know what you're doing. Right. Absolutely. I, I mean, still don't know what I'm doing. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just think the first year is so hard. And I, Bill, I seemed to, I thought you had so much success. Um, certainly the marching band season, um, seemed to be a huge success. Concert band went well. So, um, I think all of your hard work and planning really did pay off, even with all the surprise issues and headaches that you had to deal with. Yeah. You know, it's like, uh, you know, there, there are so many things that you can't plan for. But, uh, you know, a lot of it comes, just comes down to how the students react and how the students respond to your teaching. And I think, 
for very much the large majority of my students really enjoyed having really enjoyed having me this year and learning uh, with a with a new person in the classroom with them and learning yeah. with them and uh, I think we had a lot of positive interactions because of that. It's just always such a unique situation, particularly in band, because the kids identify so directly with their leadership because of all the the time and activities that you spend. So just the fact that you can have positive identifications with them that quickly, I think, speaks volumes. And, Tim, the other thing, I kept joking with Bill on, on the individual podcast that so many things went right that it was almost like we didn't have a lot of things to talk about as yeah. advice and warnings for first-year <clears throat> teachers because he circumvented so many potential problems. Well, I got to tell you, Bill, I, that was really disappointing to me. No, no offense, <laughs> but we went into this whole first year thinking, saying, thinking, you know, we're going to do this series and it's going to be hilarious because just everything's going to go wrong and, you know, he's going to, you know, buses are going to get lost. I mean, we just, I really expected all these foibles. And honestly, you were just too good because you were so well-planned and everything went so well. The series wasn't nearly as um, madcap crazy as I sort of thought it would be. So I guess that's to your credit. <laughs> it just it made for it made for less uh, mayhem than I was expecting. But you're absolutely he said right, Joe. Foibles. He said foibles. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought there would be lots of, and of course, you had things happen, and that that was those were enjoyable to hear about too. But really. Um, I guess you were more prepared than most or whatever, or you just worked really hard. But I, I was, I was surprised at how few crazy things actually seem to happen to you. So actually that's a good thing for you. So congratulations. It just- well, I, I don't take credit, you know, by myself for all that. I have so many wonderful colleagues and, uh, uh, college friends and, uh, you know, ex you know, teachers, you know, who have, uh, you know, I've, I've come to, you know, trying to get advice, you know, what should I do for this and what should I do for this? And, uh, it's just been, you know, I, ha- I have a wealth of resources at my disposal and, uh, and it's just, uh, I don't know if I can take credit for all that because I've had so much help from all of them. And it's just been, uh, really, really, really great having to go to them and get their perspective on things and how, uh, you know, how I should do things, you know, this way versus this way. So I'm really grateful for that and having that. Well, and Joey was smart enough to know to ask. (laughs) Well, exactly. I mean, (laughs) we've been talking about that with a lot of different people about reaching out and not being afraid to get advice and then being discerning enough to sort of winnow through all that information. So exactly. Okay, so we're here to talk about how this all ended, and it's going to be a big surprise to anybody that's been following the series because you did such a great job. You were so successful. Um, So, Bill, why don't you just tell us what happened? So just getting right into it, um, I guess it was probably the the day after my spring concert. My spring concert was on a Sunday afternoon. I got called into my administration's office on Monday afternoon, and they kind of sat down with me and it was, it was a very vague meeting from, from what I remember. There wasn't a whole lot that was said, um, in terms of details and anything, but I was informed that I would not be returning the next year, which is a big surprise to a lot of, uh, to a lot of you all who have been following this podcast. You know, there's been a, a lot of success this year in a lot of the things that I've done. And, uh, so that it was, it was just a really big shock to discover that. Um, I would not be returning next year. Uh, what was the reasoning? The reasoning, well, <laughs> this is going to sound really strange to you. There wasn't really a reason given 
the reason given was that, you know, my contract was finished and would not be renewed. And, uh, there was a, uh, a staff reduction throughout the entire district, actually. And just, and just the music staff, believe it or not. And, uh, because I was the low man on the totem pole, because it was, it was only my first year, then, you know, I, there were, there was nothing that I could do. You know, it was all based on seniority at that point. So Bill, they told you that you were not renewed because they were doing sort of district wide, um, downsizing, right? Yes. Right. But there is a band director teaching at the school this year. Yes. Okay. So Joe is that may be true that they were downsizing, but that doesn't sound like a really legitimate excuse. I'm saying this from the outside because right. they did have to fill a position. Well, exactly. And, and again, you really have to distinguish between the legal and what I would consider the professional in this case. Legally, for a first-year teacher, they don't have to give any reason for anything, which I think is an abomination. Wait, wait, wait. You're, th- wait you're saying they cannot rehire you and they don't have to tell you any reasoning. That's exactly what I'm telling you. Well, is that true in companies everywhere? I mean, they can just say you're fired and they don't have to say because of poor Well, there's usually or... some sort of due process. Uh, right, right. And again, there's a lot of criticism about the tenuring system. And my own personal opinion about it is it's not strong enough initially in a case like Bill's. And then uh, unlike what most people think, you don't have carte blanche just to do anything or nothing once you're tenured. Uh as a matter of fact, those protections, there, there's a reason for those protections, and it would take way more than one podcast to discuss that. But the, but the truth of the matter is, from a legal standpoint, uh, they're untouchable. Uh, from a professional standpoint, not so much. Um, of course, there's any number of things to discuss, but my thing is, from my perspective, Bill never got any information about anything close to being negative or constructive until this this last meeting. Wait, wait, wait. That's and, what I was going to ask. Sorry to interrupt, but Bill, is that true? Like, were were there times all throughout the year where they brought you in and said, you're not doing this right, or we don't like this? Well, it's funny you mention that, because in Kentucky, at least, there is a, a process that all first-year teachers have to undergo, and it's called uh, the Kentucky Teacher Internship Program. And K-tip. so, Yeah, KTIP. And so at various points throughout the year, I think uh, – there, there's three different cycles. At three different points in the year, you are evaluated on the strength of your lesson plans, uh, you know, uh, student-teacher interaction, you know, uh, ha- your command of your subject matter, and, and just various various performance-based uh, teaching skills. And uh, you're evaluated on a, a number of different criterion, and uh, you're evaluated by three faculty members who are on a committee and they meet and they talk, you know, and give you constructive criticism and feedback on your teaching in the classroom. And at each of those points, I I received very positive feedback um, each of those times. And, you know, really nothing negative to speak of. You know, I mean, there were some maybe some time management things, but, you know, what band director doesn't struggle with that? Right. You know, and just, you know, very, very minor things. But nothing that was... Nothing that was threatening to your position in any way. Yeah, there was there wasn't anything ever to indicate that I would be in danger of uh, non renewal. Okay, so Joe, that they don't officially have to give him a reason. No. 
Okay, so... <clears throat> and I know that sounds blunt, but that's exactly no, what right, it right. is. So right? they just said you're not renewed. So so what happened next? Well, I started hearing a lot of different things, and, and I started kind of uh, talking with some colleagues. And uh, what ended up happening is there were some positions, particularly, particularly the music positions, there were some positions that were eliminated and then combined into into some others, if that makes any sense to you all. So what happened was like uh, like the elementary music teacher, for instance, this uh, they decided that she was only going to teach elementary music for part of the day, and then she was going to go over to the high school and teach high school choir for part of the day. Did anyone yeah. else lose their jobs, Bill? No. So you were the only one that lost your job. Of course, you were but, a low man on the totem pole. But to be fair, the other music faculty members were tenured. Right, right. Okay, so not to get into specifics, because I don't even care, but did the person that followed you, was that someone that was already in the district, or was it someone that came in from outside? Technically, someone who was already in the district. So this person was teaching th- that year, so somewhere else? No, they were teaching in the district that year, and they were moved to the band director position the next year. Okay. Well, so there is some legitimacy, Joe, to their shuffling people theory. Yeah. Okay. So that's, so, so we are having to sort of guess and extrapolate, um, the real motivations. Well, and I, that's one of my big things that I've learned over my 30 years plus as being a teacher. I try not to even begin to think about people's motivations because we could do the same thing for opposite reasons or we could do the opposite thing for the same reasons. Right. But my thing is that there was absolutely no process in this. You just show up one day after a magnificent year and it's like, okay, we're not, we're not rehiring you. I just wish that there yeah, was. Yeah, it just doesn't seem very fair or sorry, very friendly, very educationally well, fa- sound. Fair and public education teaching have nothing to do with one another. But uh, mm. j- just the fact that, uh, and, and maybe Bill was the only music faculty person. He was the low person on the totem pole. I'm assuming no one else was hired last year, Bill, other than you in music. In music, no. Yeah, but you would think in a in a school district there'd be some way to absorb that and to, you know, that's mm-hmm. that's the way it works in every other business um, where right. you have redu- reductions so, so in the, force. The crummy thing is, you would it would be nice you would think that he would have gotten warnings that there were issues, concerns, whatever. So they're they're framing this just as it's just a staffing budget change, and you're the low man, so you go. Okay, yeah. so so Bill, what happened after that? Like, when did you tell the students? How did the end of the year go? Well, <clears throat> I guess it was a you know I, I have to tell the students right away because they deserve to know what's happening. It's you know it's their program, just as is, you know uh, you know they're, they're involved as much as I am in this situation, and so the next well, yeah day, you're I'm, making you're making plans for the next year already. I mean that's yeah. yeah. I mean, when this happened, I was in the middle of writing next year's marching band show. Um, right. So uh, the next day, I kind of went in, and we had a discussion with the kids and said, you know, uh, it looks like that I'm not going to be returning next year. And we kind of uh, talked about some things that might happen or might not happen. Um, I said, you know, the, the person that, may, that, that comes in may or may not want to use the show that I have started, so I'm just going to... I'm going to just scrap the one that I've started and, 
just have them come in on a clean slate. And, uh, you know, I kind of had some, I had a conversation with my van boosters and, you know, told them that, uh, you know, I, I wasn't going to be returning and that they should expect, uh, you know, to welcome in a new person, uh, as soon as the school district has picked somebody. And, uh, I think that was probably one of the first people I contacted was the band booster Preston. Him and I had a, had a really long conversation about this to, you know, uh, to try and address, uh, you know, the different things that would go into having a new person, you know, not familiar with the program to come in and trying to get them familiar with what they do and what, you know, how we do things there and, uh, you know, just things like that. And I would remind our listeners at this point, it's been a long time since we've discussed this, but Bill is a graduate of this program at, uh, at Boyle County High School. So even though, it, it, you know, he talks about one year experience being the director, he actually has been associated with that program for any number of years. So he certainly is qualified to speak to the ongoing traditions of the program. So, Bill, um, the end of the year came. Um, you start looking for a new job. What happened then? So I get on the I get on the job trail and uh, you know just like anybody else who's uh, looking for a, a, another position at this point I you know I'm scouring the internet and making phone calls and uh, trying to figure out where some potential openings are be are going to be or might be. Um, of course, I'm kind of limited in the respect that uh, I have to kind of maintain my job search you know to around the central ish Kentucky area. My wife is an orchestra teacher here in central Kentucky and we can't, you know, we, we have to try and try and stay close by so we can, uh, you know, at least live together, you know. <laughs> well, right. And your family's there. So you, you didn't, you would have to find a job for both of you if you wanted to relocate. Yes. Far further away than you could drive. Yes. So, um, you're still looking. I am still looking and, uh, well, by the, let me, let me introduce you say we're recording this December, middle of December, 2013. So you're still looking. So what's going on with that? So, you know, I, I am still looking and, uh, I'm maintaining a positive outlook on this. I know there's a, there's a lot of people out there with the credentials to teach and, uh, you know, I can only hope that there's, uh, you know, something out there for me. I've been getting a lot of really positive, comments from my interviews that I've had for certain positions. And so I know I'm, I know I'm interviewing well. And so I think, I really think it's only a matter of time before something else kind of comes up and I can, uh, right. I can, I can go forward with my career at this point. Right. And I would say, Joe, with him having a, you know, this year experience and doing a good job that, uh, you know, if a, some, any kind of position opens in the middle of the year, he would be ahead of a candidate potentially that's just out of school or whatever. Well, of course, I'm, you know, I'm just sitting here thinking as, as we're going over this again. And believe me, I've thought of this so many times since last spring when this, this all first came down from, from my stand, this is not about me, but from my, my perspective, uh, at both as a high school band director and a college band director, you ask so much of your students, particularly your, your, your kids that you think are going to be teachers, the curriculum and, Music education in college adds so much extra of those, those students in terms of hours and commitment and everything else. And then to think you put them out into the world and you have experiences like this. It's, it's disheartening to say the least. And, uh, 
Yeah. And I mean, I don't know what else Bill could have done in preparation for his job. I mean, he was the graduate assistant band director here for a couple of years, you know, did both his undergrad and master's program. So certainly in terms of structured educational process was as prepared as one could be as a, as a first year teacher. And then to have the level of success, uh, and not only success is measured in ratings and awards, but also success is in me- measured in the, the day-to-day going on of the program under his administration. And then at the end, and you don't even have to be given a reason. You know, it's it's yeah. hard. Yeah, so, it's, it's yeah, it's hard. <laughs> so, so Bill, when you you when you left though, there was there's not like a mark on your name or something like they they are you did you get like a. Uh, I don't know, did you even get any kind of recommendation from your past principal or school, or how does that work? I got a great recommendation from my principal. I asked him the next week if he'd write me a letter of recommendation. He wrote he wrote me a really great letter. I still have it here with me. Uh, but he somewhere. never was able to tell you really, like, anything other than what he told you. So we don't know really. Do, do you have any idea? Or I don't even know if we should talk about this, but do you have any idea if, if this was... Well, that's speculation, but the truth of the matter is, Tim, it's in, it's in the principal's best interest not to give Bill any information. Yeah. No, that's true. Because you can't blame him for that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the the less information they give me, uh, the less I have to, I have to work with in terms of fighting that decision. Right. Right. Yeah. So you can understand that from their point of view. So what are you doing while you're still looking for a job? Well, at this point, I'm doing a lot of volunteering in the schools up here in central, up here in central Kentucky. I'm doing that, and I'm, you know, I'm doing a lot of playing. I play with my local brass band here, and it's fortunate that there's a lot of teachers that play in that group. And so, you know, not only am I keeping my chops up on my instrument, but I'm also networking at the same time. Yeah, very so, smart. So, are you guys doing okay on the? This is probably maybe too personal to ask. Are you guys doing okay on the single income right now? We're doing okay. We're just, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of families that are going through stuff like this right now. You know, yeah. in terms of in terms of the economy, right? Uh, we were we were lucky in the sense that uh, we decided to, you know, start building up a savings account. You know, just for you know, just in case some something crazy were to happen, and <laughs> well, some, something crazy happened. So you know, we're doing okay. We're just. Uh, I bet it gives you a different perspective on on people on the unemployment problem. It is. It's it's uh, you know, it's hard. You gotta I mean, you gotta you gotta maintain a positive outlook. Yeah, and we always think of people that don't have jobs as shiftless, uneducated, or whatever. There's this yeah, common well, that's fallacy. Just, that's that negative political spin they always put on it. That right. They're just lazy and they don't want to work. And obviously, here's somebody like Bill that would die to have a band right now that he could be teaching. Well, not only that, but have have jumped through every possible hoop that right. the system could sit in front of him. You right. know, and, and so many times it's like that. So, Bill, I'm impressed that you're staying positive. I think that's great. I think you should be, you know, but I, I think it would be hard to come out of this and not be a little bit burned. So, I mean, you're you're still – has this changed at all your feeling about being a music teacher in the public schools, about being a band director? I think I've uh, – I don't know. Whatever conceptions I had about being a band director coming out of college, I think – I think it's kind of, I've kind of leveled with it now that I've had some real world experience, you know, something like this happens. And now I'm, I want to say I'm more cautious now, you know, <laughs> sure. 
yeah, in terms of you know where I might end up or uh, you know if I'll even be teaching at a at a particular place, you know, years from now. I don't. Yeah, I, I think I think the whole experience as a you know itself, I think, has kind of humbled me. You know, you don't one doesn't expect to find yourself in a situation like this. And, uh, you know, I, I think the, the only thing that you can do in a situation like this is to just, you know, try and be positive and try and, uh, try and keep your skills and, uh, all, all of the things that you've learned, you know, from this, right. you know, sharpened so that, you know, when, when it comes around again and you find another position that you can put what you've learned to, you know, into practice. Well, the thing that's frustrating for me, Joe, is that there are so many talented people that find themselves in these sort of situations, and we lose them as teachers. And Lord knows we need talented, motivated, you know, loving people in the schools. You know, I I was checking into a hotel a a year or two ago, and the guy was like, I know you're Tim Hinton. I used to be a band director. And I'm like, well, you know, and here he is working at a hotel. Nothing wrong with that. But the point was he couldn't find a job. He couldn't find a job. And now he's out. You know, he's, he's out of the business. Yeah, that's how ironic is that? Because the exact same thing happened to me a year ago in a hotel in Indianapolis. I was checking in for a judging job for ISMA. And the, the clerk, well, actually, it was worse than that to me. The, the clerk that checked me in uh, was a qualified band director and was only doing substitute work. Yeah. And, and having to do that. And I just just thought about all the specialty training and all the things that you have to go through yeah. to put your, and it's a leap of faith. I mean, it really is. Bill, Bill entered this profession knowing that he would never make as much as colleagues in several other fields of endeavor, but he did it because of his dedication to, to society and to kids and to education. Right. And yeah, it's, it's, I don't even like to think about it because I don't want this to be the Debbie Downer of podcasts, but <laughs> you know, we're, we're, we're going, through, yeah, we're going through a time when we're dealing with all this teaching to the test and real educators are getting demoralized because they're not allowed to teach. Uh, one of the issues that we're dealing with is, is mu- uh, music teachers who are being evaluated by the standardized test. Right. Grades of, of students they don't even deal with. Yeah, it's awful. Uh, you know, it's just this, in, in the name of accountability, we have set up so many stumbling blocks. I won't even call them roadblocks. Well, so the bottom line here, is, I don't. I mean, I don't want us to terrify anybody that's out there about to go into the band directing world. But the truth is, there's no guarantee, no matter how good a job you do, that you're going to be able to keep that job. That's just fun. that's just Save part the of the business, right? It is. But I still would like to believe that if you do a good job, that your chances are really good that you would be rehired. And I think Bill potentially is a bit of a fluke. Oh, well, of course. And, and you know, th- this story's not finished by a long shot. Right. And, you know, I, if you believe in karma or poetic justice or whatever, you know, I, I think there's a lot of success out there for, for Bill and his spouse. But just, just the fact that, uh, again, I guess it's so personal to me because I was Bill's teacher and I was his college band director. And, you know, yeah. it's just like I, it's hard for me to look students in the eye if I feel like, you know, I'm going to put them through all this torture to send them out to be, shall I say, screwed over. Well, you know? at face value, it could well have been, you know, just a redistricting job thing. But still, it doesn't seem fair to somebody that did such a great job. 
Um, so, Bill, what we're going to do is we're going to keep track of you, okay? So anybody that's listening that's followed Bill's story, um, we will let you know um, what happens with Bill, when he, what his next position is going to be. You can always follow us on Facebook and just search for Marching Roundtable. We always are talking about podcasts and things like that. And we'll um, we'll keep updating through our newsletter. So if you're a VIP member, when Bill has news, I promise I'll put it in the newsletter that you get for free every two weeks. Uh Bill, your final thoughts about your whole experience? Um, you know, this just kind of goes back to what we've been kind of talking about the whole the whole time is that you know, uh, you know, you live and you learn. This is a learning experience hmm. for me, and uh, you know, however weird it was, um, you know, it's it's a life lesson that you know weird things can happen, you know, and uh, yeah. I'm just trying to stay positive, and I think a lot of good can come out of this. Uh, and I, I believe that, uh, you know, as a teacher, that I can really grow from this and uh, become a better teacher, as, as you know, because of this experience. So, uh, I look forward to updating you all on my status as I move forward with my job search and uh, with my career. Well, you know, that kind of attitude and maturity is certainly going to serve you well. I think it has served you well already. Um, I, I want to say for me, as somebody that's followed your story, I'm really sorry that this is the way this first chapter ended because it seems frustrating and unfair and crazy. But I think you're right. I think there's uh, great things ahead, and I think you're doing all the right things. You're, you're still staying involved in the community. You're still playing. You're still out there in the schools. So um, good luck. Joe, do you have any final thoughts? Well, just, just, it's like I tell our music ed kids a lot here at the university. There's, there's lots of things to be concerned about or aware of in the profession, but, uh, if you're one that's lucky enough to get to do it, it really is worth it. Yeah, no question. And Bill, let me say again, thank you so much for letting us follow you through your year. I know it was a lot of hassle in the middle of everything else a first year band writer has to deal with to stop and take time to do these things with Joe. I think it was really interesting. So thank you for letting us, um, be a part of your life for a bit here yeah it's been great fun i really enjoyed doing this with you all well thank you and good luck to you and i can't wait to hear the next chapter thanks thanks again to our sponsor smart music find at smartmusic.com slash marching thanks to our editor aaron osborne and thanks again to bill summers for sharing his experiences with us all throughout his first year watch our facebook page and newsletters for updates on bill and his career If you're a business that works with band directors, marching bands, color guards, or drum lines, you should consider sponsoring an episode of the Marching Roundtable. Our listeners are the exact audience you're trying to reach, and with thousands of podcast downloads each month, it's a great way to directly reach your target audience. For more information, click on the Sponsorship Opportunities link at marchingroundtable.com or email Tim at tim at marchingroundtable.com. You can grow your business and help support what we're doing here on the podcast. Thanks.